Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga. A very good evening and welcome to Hot Business. Thanks so much for being with us. My name is Nzinga Kunta. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be in your company tonight. We live on such a massive continent here in Africa. McKinsey has this fantastic graphic where it shows a map and you can fit Europe, China, India, and the United States within our borders as a continent. And when it comes to small and medium enterprises, they really are the lifeblood and what keeps a lot of families and people running in Africa. The World Bank says, though, that they're less likely to be able to obtain loans uh, than larger businesses. So if you're an SME, and I'm sure you know this if you're a business owner, it just feels maybe a little bit more difficult to access capital. On Hot Business, on our Hot Topic, in just a moment, I'll be speaking to Omar Beg. He's the Managing Executive at APSO Regional Operations on that very topic, African Small and Medium Enterprises. Maybe we'll get some tips on what to do there. And then we'll go a little bit further on. A lot of South African companies are moving to Dubai and a lot of South African people are moving to Dubai. Ralph Wuchman is going to give us tips on how they can do that, how you can do that if you're thinking about doing that as well. And on Wednesdays here in Hot Business, we go beyond on borders. We'll be speaking about the tech industry in Ethiopia. Often when we speak about techs and startups, we speak about Joburg, Cape Town, Silicon Valley, Nigeria, so many positive stories coming out of Lagos, Kenya as well. But Ethiopia is saying they may be the next frontier. I'll be speaking to Johannes Sehai, country manager at Onafreak Ethiopia. And then also thinking about how to invest money in a sustainable way. This is for both large companies and those who are retail investors, uh, whatever platform you're trading on. That's a discussion that I think might be interesting to listen to. Wayne McCurry will give us a wrap of the markets at the end of the show. Thanks so much for being with us. Let's begin. So the World Bank says that small and medium enterprises across the world really play such a large role in developing the economies there and growth there. In the world, there are about 90% of businesses are made up of small and medium enterprises, entrepreneurs who are trying to make a way for themselves and their family. And small and medium enterprises also contribute 50% to employment worldwide. Uh, they also say around 600 million jobs will be needed in the next six years to try and absorb that growing global workforce and SMEs there are a solution to that. But what's the state of those on the African continent? Let's speak to Omar Beg. He's the Managing Executive at APSA Regional Operations. Thank you so much for your time on Hot Business this evening. Give us insight into what that small and medium enterprise sector looks like on the African continent at the moment, Omar. Good evening, Nzinga, and uh, good evening to your listeners as well. Um, thank you very much for the opportunity. So f- from an SME perspective, as you've um, stated right at the beginning, you know, SMEs are the lifeblood of the continent itself, um, you know, contributing up to 80 to 90 percent um, of employment and up to 50 percent of GDP. Um, and it is essential that we continue to focus on and develop and grow this uh, segment, uh, you know, in order to uh, drive the growth of our continent as well. Um, There are a number of challenges currently that uh, SMEs face and, uh, you know, we at APSA are focused on addressing uh, some of these as well. Uh, You know, primarily number one challenge for SMEs would be access to financial services and particularly access to, to credit. Um, that does play uh, quite a significant role in 
helping SMEs, uh, you know, get funding uh, for their own business uh, to develop and grow their own businesses. And that can be a real challenge uh, given, um, you know, the lack of data available um, around SMEs and their activities, mm, mm. So, which makes it very difficult for, um, you know, financial institutions to get a real picture um, of the condition of the SME. And, you know, I would say that that is probably the number one challenge uh, facing SMEs um, on the continent. Yeah, I wouldn't want to generalize too much, but I think there's a lack of formality in a lot of small and medium enterprises across our continent. And that speaks to the difficulty that you've spoken about in funding. So then institutions like yourself need to find workarounds. I'm assuming as opposed to saying to people, no, you have to have uh, audited financial statements and this and this and this, because for a lot of people, they can be a successful business, but they don't have the, the formalization of that business. That's right. And, you know, as you said, uh, We've got to then look at alternative ways of um, assessing SMEs from a creditworthiness perspective. Um, you know, it's it's also important not to overburden them um, with uh, finance that they uh, can't pay back as well, because uh, I think that would be a no-win for um, all the players involved. Um, so it's important that we look at alternative data sources, um, and I think that is. Uh, you know, something that given the increase and proliferation of um, digital banking, mobile payments that we are seeing um, on the continent uh, gives us an opportunity to tap into some of those um, types of activity and types of transactions, um, you know, to get that information. I think the other thing that we as a, a you know, universal bank have a, a big opportunity is to look at the dealings of SMEs with our larger clients. Um, so they, we do have uh, a number of our large corporate and commercial clients that use SMEs as distributors, as suppliers. Um, and what we try and do is we look at the kind of activity that takes place uh, between our larger, more formal uh, or more formally established clients uh, with some of the informal um, enterprises uh, and use that data to make an assessment um, of, uh, you know, the company's ability to um, take on some sort of uh, finance in order to grow and support their businesses. So there are, um, you know, a number of different uh, means that are available to us. I think the importance is um, to make sure that the data we're obtaining is relevant and continue to look at, uh, you know, new ways of um, obtaining that data um, so that we can provide the services that the SMEs are looking for. Omar, you've got about 30 years of experience in the banking sector, working with businesses, not just in South Africa, but in different parts of our continent as well. So if there's a business owner listening, whether they're driving home in Johannesburg, listening to Hot 1027, or maybe listening to our podcast uh, on the show a little bit later on, what would you advise them? What's the most important thing they can do if they want to grow their business and they want to be successful? Yeah, I, I, I think what's very important is, uh, you know, each SME is unique. Um, and as you said right at the beginning, you know, it's important we don't generalize. Uh, I think for any SME that's looking to grow their business, um, it's very important that they establish some sort of a proper financial relationship, um, you know, with a um, financial services provider. 
And I think it's very important that they speak, um, you know, to their financial services provider. And what is most important in that relationship is the transparency um, and the trust factor, because uh, all financial services providers, um, you know, are out there to help their customers, to help them develop and grow. You know, APSA is no exception. So I think very important, make contact with your uh, financial services provider, have an open and honest conversation um, with them about what it is you're trying to do and how your business is doing um, and work with them, uh, you know, to help understand your own needs, uh, you know, clarify your requirements um, and uh, then take it from there. I think often as a small and medium business owner or an entrepreneur, because just because the business only has one or two employees doesn't mean that, you know, it's it's tiny. You can do so much depending on, on who you are. But often people are quite insular. So if I'm in Johannesburg, I have a business here, I focus on Johannesburg or I focus on South Africa. But with the advent of things like the Africa Continental Free Trade Area Agreement, people are trying to ensure that we do cross-border trades, uh, we do trade with each other, and people should think about more than just the country they're based in. What would you say about that? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, that's why it's it's important um, if you are looking at doing cross-border trade and activities, you find a financial partner that operates in multiple markets. Uh, you know, for example, uh, at APSA, we've established what we call a business club, um, and that connects uh, different businesses, um, you know, across the continent. Um, and, and that's uh, quite a good way for um, entrepreneurs looking at expanding their uh, markets, uh, you know, to find like-minded partners um, across the continent. Oma Beg, thank you so much for your time on Hot Business this evening. Oma is a managing executive at APSA Regional Operations, joining us talking about the state of African businesses, specifically small and medium enterprises. Really appreciate your time tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Nizinga. Okay, when we come back, we're going to be looking at tips on how to do business in Dubai. Ralph Wichman is the Managing Director at Sovereign Trust of Africa. Uh, if you're a small business owner, you are listening and you're like, okay, I do want to expand my horizons after listening to what Omar said. The next discussion is for you as well. Do stay with us on Hot Business here on Hot 1027. Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga.